All right, we're on another episode of The Right Track with Brad, and um, today uh, I'm actually with a, a physical therapist. So I've I'm going with Jimmy. Is it Badola? Yeah. Yep. Is Badola okay? Jimmy Badola, and I've been there a, a couple times. And if if anyone like knows me, like I'm a I'm big cross country runner, so uh, going into physical therapy for anything that I would need is uh, pretty significant and important for me. And uh, it's something that I've been interested in too. But so, Jimmy, you've been doing physical therapy for how long? So I'm actually not a physical therapist. I'm an athletic trainer. Uh, but I've been an athletic trainer for, it's been 2000, it was two, 11 years now. It's 11 years. Um, kind of started off working at the high school setting where I met your dad. Okay. Um, and after like, high school setting is kind of it's it's fun it's a fun it's a fun time as far as like working with the kids and stuff like that yeah um but as far as like hours and like trying to have like a family life it could get, get hard because you're there monday through saturday friday nights um and then like early saturday morning so that turnover is kind of rough right um so my last two years with the high school i kind of started getting my master's in healthcare administration and uh, I wanted to kind of pursue something different outside of athletic training, but I still wanted to kind of like work within like the medical field. And that's when I kind of made my transition over to impact physical therapy. Mm. Um, so that is a different model as far as like that business goes. So um, it kind of incorporates the athletic training room and physical therapy clinic all under one roof. Right. So like I see, so as an athletic trainer, I can't see people via patient or via insurance. But I could see people via cash. So, like, all my services are all well, wellness visits. So, um, people have to, like, pay, pay for pay to see me, basically. So, okay. Yeah. So, what is the actual difference between athletic trainer and physical therapist? Is one an umbrella of, like, yeah. So, kind of, kind of, kind of does follow an umbrella. So, basically, essentially, it's a lot of the same stuff. Um, it's just that athletic trainers have less schooling. So, athletic trainers used to, when I, well, at least when I was at school, it used to be just a bachelor's program, whereas now it's required to have a master's program. Um, so it's a six-year program, um, whereas physical therapist is a doctorate. So you need your head your bachelor's, and then three more three more uh, years of school for uh, physical therapy. So. Oh dang! I didn't know that. Yeah, because um, yeah, I did know the hours are harder. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's de- definitely rough as far as uh, it's it's definitely a young man's game. So like when I was like younger, out of college, it was it was fun. Um, it, it was hard because like you didn't really have that big of a social life though anyways because like Friday nights because you're at the football games to like midnight and then you right. have, like I said you're there the next morning 7 8, 6, 6, 7 a.m. Um, setting up for freshman football game stuff too so yeah that's so interesting because um, that is that's one thing that I learned when I was when my major was exercise science for like one or two years um, I was realizing not only how much I was going to have to take in and learn, like, yeah. am I really going to have to be fully committed to this yeah. if I, like, wasn't sure about it, um, which I wasn't. Um, and then also, like, the hours, just knowing about the hours is going to be a lot harder. But, yeah, I, I definitely see that for the athletic trainers at, uh, um, like, the colleges that I've, I've been to mm-hmm. is that they're, they're there all the time. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's hard because you're dealing with so many different people all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Is that something that you kind of like enjoy in being like an athletic trainer of like you get to kind of see the student or not student see the see the athlete client 
whoever it is, and just kind of figure out like what they need to fix or what advice you would give them. Yeah, it's what's like. So, sometimes it could be like it's like it's it's definitely rewarding as far as like helping someone, um, you know, achieve a certain goal. Like so, like where I'm at now, I work with like a lot of endurance athletes. So like um, one of our biggest clientele would be first time marathon runners. So there's a group called. Um, Oh gosh, it's, it's bugging me. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, it's it's a church group, and they raise they basically run the Chicago Marathon for charity, and um, a lot of them are first first time mar- marathon runners. They did, never ran a five k, never you know you know walked around the block or something like that, and oh, they, wow. they want to run this marathon. So, along with marathon training, requires a lot of volume. So obviously that right. um, entails like a lot of injuries and stuff like that too. So yeah. Um, for first time first people time, too yeah. that's yeah, so. that's crazy and a lot of these people like they're older so like their 40s 50s you know they don't have like the strength background the strength and endurance background that you need to run a marathon so like obviously i'm there to kind of help guide them as far as like you know exercises that they can do to help kind of minimize injuries and stuff like that and um you know i kind of give them nutritional advice and stuff like that I try to try to like you know see what works for them mm-hmm. um yeah, so like it's it's definitely rewarding and like it's also kind of challenging too. Like it's it's kind of like almost like it's almost like a puzzle type of thing. You kind of figure kind of have to figure out like what what's going on with someone yeah. like as far as like injury wise or something like that too. So um, yeah, it's definitely it's it's great. Um, but yeah, I mean it's something I've been doing for like I say eleven years now. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Is there something that you do like every day or like weekly? Just something that you always do just something that you've known to do all the time uh that would be something that you would recommend to everyone like oh i don't know why other people aren't doing this like this is so helpful or beneficial to me so i think that the best things that people can do are the easiest things that you know they they might not think like it's beneficial but it 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 you know it's it's does helps out uh substantially so like Sleeping well. Sleeping well is like very important. Hydration, so like make sure you're drinking plenty of water all throughout the day, and eating healthy. You know, try to um, minimize eating processed foods. Kind of eat like more whole foods and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think like those. If you kind of like keep that as like your base, like sleep, eat, hydrate, yeah. then you should definitely you would be in a good direction. And like I try to like some like practice what I preach. So like. I try to eat well. I try to hydrate. Um, sleep's been a little off for me lately, but I mean, other than that, I mean, it's. Uh, I try to, you know, do the best I can with it. So. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like it's kind of the. That's a good foundation for just like any person. Yeah, any like person, no matter what exactly, you're yeah. doing. Yeah, health, wellness. Yeah, that's definitely good for anyone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, kind of like going off that. With all the schooling that you did, so there was a lot of anatomy that you had to learn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How much of that are you actually like using? Because I know muscle-related things yeah. are going to be super important, yeah. but in terms of knowing like every little thing about how the body works. Yeah, definitely. You have to kind of. Sometimes you know you might need a like ref- a little refresher on certain like anatomical um, landmarks or um, tendons and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely very important to know what's going on with someone if you're trying to like figure out like what they injured or. You know where they might have like a muscular deficit or um, right. or a mobility issue so you kind of have to definitely know what's going on like what's 
and it, it's always so the tricky thing with like athletic injuries like just because you're having pain at your elbow doesn't mean like the elbow is an issue mm-hmm. it could be coming from the wrist it could be coming from the shoulder that's why you kind of have to look at the joint um you always have to look at the joint above and below too so that's why it is definitely very important to know totally anatomical anatomical stuff so yeah and i especially see that with running like i'll be like yo my my uh i I don't know why my like my arch hurts or why like my lower achilles hurts and then it's like oh because i'm not rolling out my upper calf or the rest of my or like my it band you know i think that's a that's a really common one where people's knees hurts uh, or yeah people's knees will hurt and they don't realize that like oh well you kind of have to roll out if you're a runner yeah um got to roll out that that it band because that's gonna is that that's right well right. so not really so it's it's not really not so <laughs> it it band stuff so like it's actually a lot of it comes from hip stuff so like um you want to you want to roll not so it's really hard to because the it band's like a very tough tissue to kind of get any type of tissue change to it so rolling like the lateral quad would be a little bit more beneficial for you or your tfl so there's a muscle mus- muscular junction that kind of runs into your um, IT band, which is called your tensor fasciae or TFL. Um, sometimes if that gets really tight, your hip, like your hip flexor, that TFL gets really tight, kind of pulls on the IT band, kind of causing a little bit oh, of okay. hip pain that you're getting. So rolling that out instead, um, make sure your hips are nice and strong, or even kind of like doing some soft tissue stuff on your hips, that yeah. will help kind of minimize the, that tightness of your IT band. Like, okay. it, like, it might like temporarily feel good if you roll out your IT band, but you're not like I said, you're not really, it's really hard to kind of get that um, change in the tissue because it's not really, it's more of a fascia than, than mm. tissue, so. Okay, yeah, because my friend was having, uh, like, something with his knee and then he was rolling out his IT band and I, I suppose the rest of his hip, too. Yeah. So, I don't know what was up with that, but uh, basically what I'm saying is, like, if there's pain in one spot, or, or what you're saying is if there's pain in one spot, it could be in a completely yeah, other thing is a problem. for sure, yeah. Um, that's, that is kind of annoying because you, you just kind of want to know like what the pain is right. and figure it out but can't sometimes and and that's like that's when like people some patients might become very like pinpoint on that just that area like oh it hurts here so bad like why why is it hurt here so bad and then um yeah sometimes it's you got to kind of educate the patient or educate educate your person or your client and let them know you know maybe it could be um like i say if you're having like upper trap pain it could be like your mid back it could be at your neck so i mean there's definitely a number of things you have to kind of look at um and sometimes it could be trial and error for a lot of people too so you know you try one thing they come back the next time like you know what uh that didn't really help that much and you try something else and sometimes like um you give them something different and then that helps them too so like it could be like a trial and error thing too so yeah huh that's interesting is there is there one thing that every time clients you're just like how do they not know this or like anything um, like that. Like I, I think it's like what's more, the most common one. I think it's more of um, like what I kind of alluded to before. Like, like they always ask me, oh, like do you guys like ha- do you recommend any supplements or something like that? And I, and I always say, you know, I mean supplement, supplements that help. They de- definitely could be beneficial for you. But I, I feel like if you're not getting the proper sleep, if you're not getting the proper hydration, if you're not eating well, then it doesn't matter. That, that all those supplementations not going to really do anything for you. It's kind of just like peeing out money pretty much yeah so so i i feel like if you kind of get that base that base um you know base as far as like good sleep hydration and eating you know that that will work wonders for you so right 
And I want to hear a little bit more about the marathon, the marathoners that it's basically couch a marathon. Well, I don't. Yeah, a lot of them are, um, and it's funny. Like after their first one, they'll they'll come back for their for their second. Um, I'm trying to remember what this group is called. It's it's really bugging me. Um, but yeah, so I we got involved with them because we have multiple locations. Um, our business has multiple locations. Our kind of like premiere, our first location is a south location. And somehow they got involved with treating um, a lot of these um, these Couch Marathon runners. And um, there's a connection. that They have like different satellite groups because it's a, like I said, it's a church group. And um, I got connected with the one with, she's in LaGrange, but they kind of run, they run actually around in Hinsdale and um, Ground Mill a little bit as well. Um, I got connected with them probably like a year or two when I started, maybe three years working into the, into the business. And um, yeah, I mean, they're always, you know, whether, whether like I said, whether it's the first time marathon runner or like a third, third year marathon, marathon runner, they're always kind of coming to see me just because like I kind of have like that good, you know, client, um, that good like rapport with them. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, they're a great people to work with because like I said, like, they're kind of like almost like a sponge. They kind of like, they're, they're like, you have to kind of teach them like you cannot have to not, not teach them but educate them like how to like do things properly mm-hmm. whether they're mechanics strengthening stuff or like hydration all the other food stuff or, um, so yeah they kind of have to you know take your time with them so yeah no definitely because um, there's a lot of things that like I want to tell people when they're just getting into like just running just in general yeah and I'm sure it's a lot of the same stuff but it's hard because a lot of it is experience like you can't you can't just completely i mean you can give them like a bunch of tips but until they actually go through it they're not really gonna understand or even if you like give them a bunch of things to do and they don't do it and that's like okay well you're supposed to do this and that's one thing that kind of held me back just a little bit in wanting to go into that because i know that there'd be a lot of times where i'd be wanting to like to help people um in whatever they were dealing with and then they like they wouldn't do it right or they might not do it or they'll do it for a little bit and then stop and then yeah. the same problems arise and you know obviously you can't control everyone and not right. everyone's perfect but uh that helped me back a little bit because i'm like i want people to just know that this is this is going to help you right. and then they don't do it because yeah. from my experience like it's the same thing with me like there'll be times where uh someone will say like hey you should do this this is going to help you and then i'll do it and then I'll just stop after a while because the yeah. problem is temporarily right. fixed. Do you see the, a lot of that with yes, people you I, have? Especially like even like the physical therapy side of things. So like we'll get a lot of patients that, you know, will have recurring things that, that will happen. And like you try to give them like try to give them the, you know, the right guidance on how to do things. But obviously the follow through always comes with the patient. If, they, if they're not if they're, if they're not uh, following proper protocols and proper exercises and stuff like that, um, that injury will pop up again. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, that that's as a healthcare provider that kind of keeps us in business at the same, at the same <laughs> yeah. time, at the same time, yeah. it, it could be a little frustrating too. So, I mean, right. I, I think of that with, with dentists too. It's like yeah. dentists, they, they almost want you to get cavities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So is there anything else that is like something that, that, that you do or maybe something else like at work that you just, you're always doing because you know, it's, it's just easy and it's helpful to do. Uh, per, like personally or for work or? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. It can, it can just be for work, I guess. Um, 
I mean, I feel like keeping physically fit myself um, helps me with my job as well. So like, I mean, that's why I kind of outside of work, I like to like do my own stuff as far as like exercise and stuff like that or run or bike yeah. ride and stuff like that too. Because So you do a lot of running and just lifting? Or lifting, yeah, lifting. So I do like a lot of CrossFit style workouts. I'll, I'll do bike riding. Like right now I've been running actually a lot lately. Um, I've been, I'm not sure if you ever tried it, but I've been running doing runs and only breathing through my nose so nasal breathing running I've done which is that. which is pretty hard it is hard um, you kind of have to like dial it back a little bit i remember like my first time doing it i was running for like probably like 400 meters or so and i was like oh gosh i don't think i could do this and then i kind of dialed back the pace a little bit and um i got to a mile like my goal is i get to like one mile i got to a mile i was like okay i can keep doing this and then i was like let's shoot for two or maybe a mile and a half and i got to two miles and i kept going kept going so i mean I, I, I'm not, like I guess I'm not a big runner or anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. I did like two and a half miles, all nasal breathing. So uh, I've been kind of keep up with that. So um, I think that's very helpful as far as like mental toughness, but also um, I think I think there's a lot of benefits of like VO2 and stuff like that as well. So Oh, really? Yeah. It is beneficial yeah. for that? Yeah. So like um, I know a lot of people might like just do like warm up running, like like say like you're, you're, if you're on the track or something, you just do like a 400 meter or something like that warm up. Yeah. Some people will just warm up doing like um, solo nasal breathing run or something like that. Mm. So, um, just because your autonomic nervous system does a lot as far as like heart rate and kind of calms things down a little bit more too. So, um, that's why also like, you know, if you're just kind of at home or like working in general, like nasal breathing supposedly supposed to be a much better for you than like mouth breathing because when you're breathing through your nose, you actually take more oxygen in and that filters a lot of like the allergens, your, your um, I think it's called cilia, the cilia, the little hairs in your um, nostrils filter out a lot of like the allergens and stuff like that, oh. that that, um, that can cause, you know, allergic reactions or something like that, I filter that out. So, I mean, if you breathe through your nose, that helps, um, helps with that. And also, like I said, you get more oxygen actually kind of breathing in that nose, breathing through your nose and you, uh, I think it also helps kind of, um, Increase like the the warmth of the lungs or something, or the the um, either the warmth, not the warmth, the um, moisture in the lungs too. So, um, whereas whereas mouth breathing, you're not taking as much oxygen in as well. So that's why I mean, I I was I was actually this is a mo- more recent practice for me. So that's why I've been kind of more cognizant of how I'm breathing too. So because breath breath is life. So I mean like that's why you kind of oh yeah you have to really concentrate on that concentrate on how you're breathing too so i mean that's something like i said it's a new practice i've been kind of implementing in my outside i guess daily i mean my, my daily life so i mean that's yeah important to me. yeah and that's something that I've, I've realized with running too is um some people are just so like naturally talented enough to where they don't really have to even think about their right. breathing they yeah. can just go and go and i was able to do that for a while <laughs> and then in, in high school i'm like okay i really got to figure out a breathing pattern yeah. and be more aware of like my body be mm-hmm. more in tune and that's where I kind of took the next step of um so in high school that's kind of when I took the next step of um uh just kind of like the natural talent side of things yeah. to putting in like work to get yeah. better and that's also when I started realizing like how important like changing your shoes are yeah. for running yeah if, if you're training in one pair of shoes and you're running uh well, obviously for a marathon, you're going to need to, but if you're, if you're running more than like 30, 40 miles a week, I'd assume that you kind of want to rotate your shoes Definitely. depending on the, how vigorous you're training, but, um, that was important and then breathing and then everything else just kind of came along, um, with that. But 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, okay, that's that's unique. I did not know about the you take in more air breathing through your nose. Yeah. yeah. So that's why um, there's a practice of people taping their nose. Oh, not their nose. Sorry. Pe- uh, practice of people taping their mouths when they sleep. Um, a very. Inter- I'm not sure if you're a big reader, but there's an interesting book called Breath by James Nestor. Um, it's basically the breath of lost art. Um, he talks about all this like stuff so uh, I actually heard, heard him on a podcast and I got really really interested, interested in it um, so yeah I mean that's something you want to look to out, like outside of this I think that I'd recommend something like that um, so people people will tape their mouth shut um, because you'll take more air in when you're breathing and that helps kind of reduce sleep apnea and snoring um, I snor- snoring as well and stuff like that too so yeah so that's cool. and that helps with the, the deeper sleep that you get as well so Really? Yeah, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I look never at, heard that. Looking look into the book. Look into the book. He, um, he, I think he was a Wall Street journalist, and he was kind of stumbled upon breath work, and he stumbled upon like all these different kinds of like breathing techniques, like from Wim Hof to like Buddhists, and like, it's crazy like what some of these people can do with breathing. Like I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wim Hof, but like he's kind of like a crazy uh, Dutchman, and he basically climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in his shorts, like shirtless. And, oh, okay. and he was able to do it because of his breath. He was able to keep himself warm, like how and how he like his, his breathing techniques, which is kind of crazy. So that is crazy. Yeah. So he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in, in was it just one one day. Uh, I think it might be like three days. I, they, I I know they they um, they climbed it faster than than they thought they would. And he, he's done it with other people too. So so um, he's brought up people like with like disabilities and stuff like that too. Um, yeah. So it's kind of He's like very like health wellness guy, like yogi mm-hmm. type of guy too. So if that's something you're interested in looking outside that, I'd re- recommend looking into him too. Wim Hof. Okay. Um, yeah, I've I've been I've been to Tanzania, so okay. I've I've seen Mount Kilimanjaro, yeah. and I, I wanted to climb it, but I, I didn't when I went. Um, I heard there was a pattern, not a pattern. There was a there was a technique to climbing the mountain safely, so yeah. that you didn't just go straight up and then just like, like pass like a, out. Like a certain like like route you have to take, basically. Yeah, it was almost like, like, I can't really describe it, but um, it's kind of like a like a zigzag pattern. <laughs> okay. So that you're not just changing your the alt the altitude levels like super fast. Mm. So your body can kind of adapt to it a little bit mm. easier. So that's what I was gonna ask about for that's how he how he did that, but yeah. No, definitely breathing is a is a topic that's interesting to me at yeah. least because it's involved so much with running. Yeah. So that is unique. I, I did not know about that. And I also didn't know that uh, you breathe it, breathe in more yeah. through your nose. I mean, if you th- think about it, if you, breathe, if, if you just kind of breathe through your mouth and kind of breathe fast, you're basically hyperventilating. So you're taking in less air and kind of breathing out more, like mm-hmm. you're taking in less air and kind of breathing out more uh, CO2. So... Yeah. Or it could be the opposite. Um, not like I said, I'm kind of new to this, but as if you're hyperventilating, that obviously could cause panic, anxiety. Um, you kind of get that numbness and tingling and stuff like that. Whereas if you're kind of nasal breathing, you have to kind of breathe in deeper, and then you can breathe out through your uh, mouth. As I, I think it's good to kind of breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth if you're gonna. Um, but if you can't breathe out through your, um, if you can't breathe out through your nose. Um, but ideally, you want to kind of breathe breathe in and out of the nose and um like i said you, you can add the exhale through the mouth as well too so right um, right yeah. that is interesting and is there are you good on time uh let's do i got two more minutes two all more right minutes. cool all right we, we can we can wrap up with like what is your favorite part about working at impact favorite part of working at impact it's probably the people 
Um, I feel like the environment has to be a good place for you to enjoy your work. So um, like even like when I was an athletic trainer, I, I really enjoyed a lot of people that I work with. Um, if you're not working with good people that, you know, that kind of could, could provide like a toxic environment for people. Um, so as long as you enjoy the people that you work with, um, it kind of helps, you know, make the day go by quicker. Cause like you, not every day is a good day. People, you know, have lives outside of work and sometimes they have, just have a rough day. So sometimes if you're having a bad day and you know, you're working with someone that you enjoy, it kind of, kind of help kind of, um, realize you know there's more than you know more than just bad stuff that's out there so of course yeah so yeah i think then you have to really enjoy the people or i i enjoy the people working at uh where i work so so because i was gonna say do you think um just like in general do you think valuing your job or the people you work with is more important if you were to pick a job i think i think you're i think the the people you work with because if say if you got a job you really like but you're in an environment that you just hate, you're not gonna enjoy the job. So you, yeah. you have to enjoy, you have to enjoy it. It's, it's kind of both, you have to do both. I mean, you have to enjoy both. So it's kind of, it's hard, but I feel like you definitely have to enjoy it, really enjoy the people you work with. Cause like, say if you enjoy your job, but you hate the people you work with, that's just gonna wreak havoc on your mental health. Yeah, I, I so, agree, no, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. All right, well, that's all. So thanks for, thanks for taking the time to do that. Yeah, it's, um, crazy, it's crazy how fast the time went. But yeah, sorry, sorry I had to kind of be cut short. And, no, you're good. Uh, you're good. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so this has been The Right Track with Brad and Jimmy Badola, the athletic trainer, not physical therapist. Yep, so yep. That's, that's the first thing I got to correct. But yeah, so that's all. All right, thanks for having me. Peace out.